Fuck Dick, fuck the machine, <laughs> and fuck you. <laughs> well, then you know what? Fuck you too. All right. <laughs> and now that we've gotten that out of the way. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of So Did You Like It? A film podcast together with the thousands and thousands of other film podcasts, but we're not going to be critics, we're not going to be throwing numbers. It's just at the end of the movie, we're going to ask, so did you like it? I am Sir Square, and I'm joined as always with my co-host. Uh, I'm the secret spy heist version of Kaz called Cilantro. And as I call the asylum to take care of a certain friend of mine, uh, we did something weird this week. We did something a little strange. Uh, we watched both Paprika... And Inception, Paprika by Satoshi Kon, and Inception by Christopher Nolan. Both distinct films about diving into other people's dreams, consequences of that, the philosophy behind it, the big budget behind it, the weird freaky dolls you see when you do it. It was a lot. We did a lot. It was strange. One of them is known for a whole lot of memes, and the other one is a good film. <laughs> Hey, squinty memes is one of the best memes. But I actually I actually hadn't seen Inception. Or actually, I haven't seen either of these until this week. And so Inception, about all I got going for it is like all the memes, like squinting Leo or Leo just kind of trotting, you know, yeah. kind of thing. It's got this like, you know, yeah. And then the blah, <laughs> <laughs> like sound effect. That's about all I know. I'm like, yeah, what is that? And then it folds in on itself, I think, in the trailer. Um, okay. Yeah, so coming into it, I'm like, all right, well, let's see what this movie's finally about after how long? And, okay, I have a very important question then, Kaz. I was drunk both times. That's the answer. Explain the ending to Inception. Uh... Um... Um... Heist over, we all give ourselves a high fives, a pat in the ass, go to the airport, pick up our kids, and uh, or go see our kids. Top keeps spinning just like the world. God, why don't you work for Sparknotes at this point? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, that is what happened, but now I'm a little nervous, man. Like, if, sir, I, started probing, under- if I started probing for detail, would you start getting nervous? I am overqualified for Spark Notes. <laughs> and by that I mean, yes, I would be nervous if you started asking for details. <laughs> hey, look, I'm glad you're just being honest with me here. Because I know for a fact you were not paying attention for the end of that movie. I mean, yeah, I pretty much explained all of what I remember of the end. I remember there was also a van, an SUV <laughs> falling or a van falling in slow-mo. Uh, Jordan Gordon-Levitt's got yeah. his whole ass crew like tied up, butt cheeks to bellies, just <laughs> as he's got them like tied up and like lifting him up through an elevator at one point. Yeah, yeah. I remember there was like a level from Goldeneye where they were trying to like get a heist, get the actual heist done, and then they shot Scarecrow and the Bobo, and he died. Oh wait, we also went one dream deeper and went to go fight our wife. Or Leo went to go confront his wife. All right. All right. There you go. See, it's coming. It's getting there. There's 
there's like patches of, of memory missing. I don't remember what my mother looks like anymore, but we're getting there. If you just look in the uh, mirror, they're with you every day. Also, just look down the hall and say, hey, hold on. get out of your room. Hey, ma! <laughs> <laughs> I laugh so much if she pops in now. I, I don't know what to say, man. I don't know what to say. <laughs> All right. Now, now, then I have a counter question for you. What the fuck happens to Paprika? <laughs> All right. How's that shit go? It's weird, man. Like, Paprika's this, like, strange. Okay, the thing about Paprika is it, I'm going to say it gets dreams, like, weird dreams, right? Which is great. But paprika is just like a situation of, so it's experimental technology of being able to dive into dreams. We've got that going on, right? So then we've got someone named Paprika, which is the alternate personality of Dr. Atsuko Chiba, who is just in these dreams. She's helping her patients as this like bubbly character named Paprika who goes around like in their dreams and help them cope with whatever they're dealing with. And then at the same time, three of these machines are stolen from the research area. So we got to deal with all that. And then it just turns into this wild, insane imagery journey of like sometimes questioning, is it a dream or is it reality? And knowing the only way to tell is if Paprika is involved and the amount of dolls, my guy. I just feel like I'm going to be thinking about Japanese dolls for way too long now. And, like, then they're going to morph, and I'm going to realize one of them's going to have a human face. And I'm going to scream. Anyway, you get a really weird skinning sequence. I don't want to get into it. Two people living in one body, so two souls, one mind, one heart, fighting for it all. Beautiful. It was terrifying to see. A lot of morphing. And... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I forgot. I was like... I forgot what I didn't expect and have on my bingo card by the end was there would be some vor by the end of it. Hey, man, look, I, I guess sometimes you have to be just ready for random vor. Yeah, I, I, you know. Be ever vigilant. Vor can strike at any moment. I kind of wish that in my life that's not something that I had to think about, but but yeah, that's, that is something that I just have to have to be ready for, I guess, now. Uh, so it's it it all comes together with them being able to stop the uh, quote unquote bad guys and be able to use this hopefully fix this technology to actually use it properly for cases of you know healing and uh, mental study and making sure that like people are able to sleep properly dream properly and not. If they're having nightmares, be able to work through them and all that. It's great. It's beautiful. I want to say I'm very proud of myself about one fact, Kaz. And that is Dr. Kosaku Tokida, the creator of the dream machines in that movie. As we, were, we watch this movie in Japanese. When we do anime films, we watch them in Japanese and we read the subtitles. I'm a sub boy for life. Sorry. That's how it is. More of a dumb. Um... <laughs> Clip that, man. <laughs> Clip that shit, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, as I was watching this movie, I was thinking of Tokyo, and I was just like, oh my gosh, you know who I could hear voicing this doctor? My boy, Yuri Lowenthal. Yeah. Like, that would be him. That's totally him. Guess who did the English dub of this doctor? 
My boy, Yuri Lowenthal. Oh, yes. He just strikes and appears whenever I least expect it. And when it happens, I just feel all warm and fuzzy because I really appreciate him as a voice actor. Is that the great big guy who was married to Ai-chan? Yeah. Okay. Also Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm talking to men his character in the movie. <laughs> I don't care. I want to talk about Yuri Lowenthal now. Suzaku right, Kuru. Right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go on. Go off. We don't have to do that. Just know, I really like this voice actor, and I'm very happy he was in this movie, even though I didn't listen even to it. I didn't listen to it. I didn't listen to it in English. I, hey. Hey. At least I can admit to it. <laughs> so, okay, sure. Uh yeah, another issue, both with Inception and I think uh, more so with Paprika, I say more so with Paprika, is the constant feeling of, I actually don't know if we're in reality or if we're in a dream, and then other times where it's like, I think we are in reality, but we still have dream shit happening, and so to the point where it's just, and you know, also same with Inception, but I, I bring up Paprika because it's the same people who did uh, Perfect Blue, mm-hmm. and there's also times in Perfect Blue where you're like, I actually don't know what's reality anymore, so... Well, the, the thing I can say to like at least argue against that is with Perfect Blue, you're totally right. I... I cannot give you a timeline of that movie, even though we watched it together. I I know what happened in that movie, and I can give you, like, an explanation, but the actual timeline, oh, those those moments of, like, psychotic breaks really hit mm-hmm. hard uh, and yeah. really mess with your perception of what's going on. But with Paprika and Inception, how they counteract this to at least some degree, so it's not too confusing for the audience is the use of, for Paprika, is Paprika herself, and for Inception, is the use of totems. Sure, but we even have a scene in Paprika where they do the fake-out dream where you think she wakes up, and she's like, oh, God, you know, he was about to do some weird fucking shit, and she wakes up in a sweat. Uh, But then it turns out that's still in the dream. That is true. She couldn't wake herself back up. (laughs) That's where it lost me a bit. And then once again, they cheated because they brought the dream world into reality when they're like, okay, we got it wouldn't do the fake out twice again. We're definitely in reality. And then you see the big fucking doll next to the skywalk. And you're just like, oh, Oh. (laughs) but then it's just like, no, this is reality. Wait, are dreams in reality merging? Man, I really remember the first time I smoked weed. Uh, It's just, at least I I can say I wasn't ever too confused with when what was happening as much. Well, no, I guess you're right. For Paprika, actually, I'm a little bit more confused than I would have been with Inception. Because, Mm -hmm. like, like how they used uh, the Japanese dolls uh, for, like, the other doctor. What was his name? Uh, It's Himuro. Himuro is his name. Yep, no mind. Uh, he's the one that, uh, stole the, the, the DC mini, as they call it. And just like those moments where like you visit his dreams and like, they even mess with the concept of deja vu because you see the stairwell and the doll and it's paprika going for the stairwell and the doll. And then we hit reality and it's, uh, Chiba with uh, Tokita, like both reaching for that doll as well now in this almost the exact same way, except the only difference in this frame is that Tokita is there. So there is that moment of just like disconnect where it's like, wait, fuck, where are we? 
Yeah. And then another issue is I think they established that they've gotten so good with the technology that you they don't even have to put you to sleep to be able to start influencing your brain. Like the moment you start getting the proximity of them, they could just be like, I don't even think it's proximity based. They're just like, yeah, when we want to. Uh, like I think it's just like as long as they have we'll just, your information, they we'll can just do it. Induce you into a dream coma. Uh, we get uh, we get the guy who's in the wheelchair, and then yeah, suddenly he's just like he's rolling on by, but like you know his legs are covered or his bottom half torso is covered, and all of a sudden this motherfucker's just walking on branches. He's like, oh, oh, we're sleep, we're dreaming again. God damn it! Because I think that's where she reveals that, or that's where they have that conversation. We're like, oh. You could just start influencing our dreams, even if you don't, like, induce us into the sleep. Shit. It's all kinds of fucked up. There's no way. It is highly optimistic that they think that this technology is going to be used uh, altruistically. At least, uh, that's something we can at least say for Inception, because Christopher Nolan was not fucking around. Just like, this was first invented for the military, so they can constantly train by killing each other and get used to that combat, you know? And then it was just like, and then, you know... They kind of became used for things that could be illegal. What preposterous! We no one would do that. Oh man, that reminds me. I'm gonna. I'm still. I have a bad fucking streak of bringing up video games every fucking time. I think it was. This is video games with Cass. Ooh, that sounded nice, actually. I don't remember if it was, like, someone for Sega or Square Enix or something like that when they yeah. were, like, starting to be like, all right, well, we need to invest in, like, anti-piracy, like, uh, you know, technology. I think there was, like, naively, like, a CEO or someone. I, I It's getting even fuzzier the more I'm saying. But they were just like, but but people can't pirate. That's illegal. <laughs> it was like, oh, you sweet summer child. Yes, absolutely. Oh no gosh. one would ever do that because it's illegal. Never. Why? Why would I ever do that? Oh that. my god! Do you remember those like uh, long or those like fucking early two thousands anti pirating ads? <laughs> yeah, I've seen a motherfucker download a car now. <laughs> At this point, like, I, I, one of my favorite jokes for that like whole situation of like anti piracy is from like a British television show where it starts off just like you wouldn't steal a car. You wouldn't punch an old lady in the face. <laughs> you wouldn't kill a cop and then shit in that cop's hat and then send it to that cop's widow. And then you wouldn't steal that cop's hat back from that widow while she's grieving. Anti-piracy. <laughs> Don't steal. Did you just watch a parody video or was this a very oddly specific targeted ad of someone who just admitted to <laughs> No, it was a it was a it was mouth. a British it was a British sitcom so they were doing oh, a parody of those like those okay. two those cuz uh, they Jesus. got fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because, yeah, one of the jokey fun ones is like, you wouldn't, uh, or I say jokey fun, but they're like, you wouldn't download a car. And now with 3D printing, once again, <laughs> I have seen a downloaded car. <laughs> hey, yeah, 2000s, welcome to the future. <laughs> which I'm going to say, uh, this uh, when it comes to Inception, actually, uh, which does actually fit in time, for a movie that came out in 2008, this movie is still impressive with its visual effects. Yeah, looks pretty good. Like, I know, it looks good still. Like, Doctor Strange happened because this movie happened. You know where they fucked up, though? What? When they got those mirrors facing each other, everyone knows mirrors is green. The more you look down that path, it should get greener and greener, motherfucker. Yep, yep. We've yep. all seen That's it. where you messed up. But yep. guess what? Guess what? Guess fucked what? Fucked up, yep. It was a dream. 
Yeah. I guess yeah, it was. so it could be whatever color they want. It was a little tutorial dream. It was cute. They had like the the <laughs> the impossible stairs. Yeah. Uh and I was laughing uh, that there would be like a fucking great escalator or something like that. That's just a Mobius strip. It just someone just gets on and they're like, "Wait. Why am I upside down? Wait. How do I get off this thing?" Ah! Wait. Help. Ah! <laughs> you just hear, "Can someone help me?" <laughs> ah! <laughs> uh you've got you've got those impossible steps. You've got a uh, cube city. So basically the earth is not uh, a sphere it is just a very long strip that can then be turned into a cube flat earth uh, love this fucking movie <laughs> <laughs> it's the bread and butter my guy uh then we have her we had ariadne building uh bridges oh, basically that's, that's uh, with her what mind a beautiful symbol of coming together uh, oh, that's right. There was just that bridge that just popped up. That was pretty neat, actually. And then, yeah, Ariadne did the thing with the mirrors, and then they ended the dream uh, training perfectly for her. She then got stabbed by Cobb's ex-wife. Or, wait, uh, <laughs> dead wife. Uh, as we all do. You know, that is. <laughs> this is how you learn dream espionage. This is the <laughs> step-by-step course. I can show you the, like, blockbuster-style-esque uh training video from like the 90s that they have to like really explain it all to you it's really great it's very kitschy you're gonna love it it really adds a whole new level to the beginning part when fucking joseph gordon levitz is shot by hobbs's wife in the leg which he's like if, if i kill him he'll just wake up so bam kneecaps him you just imagine after they wake up from that it's like Dude, <laughs> you gotta do something about the wife, man. She can't just keep kneecapping people. I can't. I can't go through this again. Please don't so, make me do this again. So this is a weird complaint, and this is like one thing where like Paprika is gonna have infinite like leeway because yeah, Inception's cool. It's very neat. It kind of does the whole like ooh, dreams are kooky and weird, huh? but like Paprika does it. I think way better, and that's because animation can get away with a lot more and can do a lot more. Like, for as good as the CGI effects are in this, there was parts where it's like, once again, people are just dancing in a parade with, like, dolls, weird robots, machines coming to life, and what I love about it is that no one bats an eye. Like, no one's like, hey, this is a bit weird. Like, the people who are in on it and just part of the whole dream detective bullshit, whatever, uh, they're like, oh, fuck. Shit's popping off. It's real bad. But, like, yeah, the fact that, like, this is someone's actual dream and they're just like, hey, yeah, this is weird, don't you think? Like, no, what? This is fine. I've always been a part of, like, this this whole, like, thing. And I'm like, yep. Yep, I've had dreams where it's, like, the most ridiculous shit that has happened. And I'm like, I just, I'm rolling with, my brain is rolling with it and being like, this is my mm. new normal now. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, no, but, like, I, I think what's really great about both of these films here. Oh, before I go into this. Just in case there is a little bit of confusion, um, uh, we do know the situation between Ariadne and the actor that played Ariadne, Elliot Page. We do want to clarify, we know Elliot Page, uh, he he played uh, her character incredibly. Uh, So if we refer to Ariadne, we will be using her. But Elliot Page, uh, we know he hit. Just, we're going to clear that up because Um, there's a little bit, it's hard to kind of like, Without saying something, also so people don't know. Really we bad know. remember character names, so I'm probably going to be mostly going like oh, Elliot Page's character, which makes sense. Totally makes sense. I can never remember anyone's name. I remember Paprika because bitch's name was like on the poster. <laughs> <laughs> 
And okay. I know the name of Hobbs, but I'm still going to call him Wet Hot Leo. His name he, was Cobb. Because, was it right? Was I? Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw, anyways. That's how I remember. Yeah. But, you just say listen, Wet Hot Leo and you're yeah, fine. Yeah, listen, he washed up on that shore, wet. <laughs> the man still looks incredible. Hot. <laughs> Leo. <laughs> Thank you for the like really detailed really description of that. Thank you. And I'm really happy about that. Okay, so back to the, the what I was going to say. What's really great about these two movies and how they actually work really well together is that Paprika hits the insane dreams really well. Mm-hmm. The dreams that you wake up from and you couldn't believe that you weren't realizing you were dreaming because your mind just accepted it. Yeah. And then Inception dives into those dreams that actually do feel a little bit like reality. Like, we all have had those dreams that are just like, yeah. they're a little monotonous, you know? Like, you actually go through your entire day, and then you wake up, and you're like, that was had to be a nightmare. I hated that I just went through that. Oh, when you're reliving the trauma of your wife when she threw herself off a building, I've been there. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I think uh, what, what you're like. I think what you're almost hitting on the head, and I just realized right now as you're explaining it, is paprika is like when you're having dreams, and like I said, it's one of those like it's it's a regular dream where you're just like I yeah anything could happen. It's just funky wacky playland time with the brain. Uh, while mm-hmm. Inception is like more like lucid dreaming, when you can start to control your dreams and you realize you've broken, you've broken through the simulation, and you're like, "Oh, wait, I can do things. <laughs> I, I can kind of control things." But those usually, I think, are a little bit more grounded, other than like you know, sometimes you give yourself like matrix powers, like being able to fly. It's it's very interesting because like Inception does do some things that are a little bit, I I don't know, because so. This is what we learn about the world of Inception. Um, you have to have an architect. The architect uh, is the person that crafts the dream. And then if they're not going to be a part of this operation, you have to have a main dreamer who knows the entire layout. It's actually their dream. And then everybody else is brought into it. So the dreamer is the one that creates it. And then the subject that they're trying to steal from populates it with their own subconscious and projections from their subconscious i know this is very easy to follow and you're with me so far but here's the thing we then see in a situation with tom hardy's character and joseph gordon lovett's character where they both like reach down and then pull out rifles and rocket launchers like they craft them out of nowhere because they're in a dream and then pull them out so how much how much actual ability do you have in another person's dream? Decent amount, I think. Cause like it, it seems a little weird because like then we start seeing we we start seeing weirder things where Cobb starts populating like a train off the rails in the middle of a city. Or Maul shows up in total snow tactical gear, ready to take down an entire compound. Yet the guy whose dream they were in when that train was happening, he couldn't just make the cars they were in just fly for a bit? Like, <laughs> yeah, because so that's that's not going to freak out the subject. That's not going to be like, okay, yeah, no, we're still, we're still oh, in reality. Oh, okay, this but is the normal. train, though... <laughs> The train could be a freak accident. It's on the news. Ow. Everyone's panicking. Flying car. Wait. 
And them pulling grenade launchers out of nowhere. <laughs> I mean, okay, that I, I wish I can explain to you. Like, That's all right, some weird, all right, like, Dr. Right. Fate stuff. Here's this. We don't fly out of nowhere, but you mm-hmm. concoct a ramp somehow in the road that allows you to kind of skip over some cars. Okay, or, or and, and stick with me here, instead of a van... The Batmobile from The Dark Knight Returns. So it's just a tank. I never want to see Joseph Gordon-Levitt inside the Batmobile, though. Oh, that's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah, actually, speaking but of that, can we say that, like, it's pretty... Wet Hot Leo, though. <laughs> wet Hot Leo. It's pretty weird that uh, Marion uh, Colliard, who... Or Colliard, I can't say her last name, and I don't want to butcher it, who played Maul. It's crazy that she played more of a uh, Talia al Ghul in this movie than she does in The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, it was the lady. It was her. I... The only time you ever see Talia do something in that movie is she stabs Batman. In this movie, full tactical gear. She repels down, like quick shoots. Uh, Maurice is able to just kind of like mess up whole situations. We see at the beginning, she's like running a counter operative to Cobb's own operation against Saito. It was just. That was Talia al Ghul. That was not anybody else to me. I'm glad I didn't uh, think of that, because then, yeah, that would have made me bitch about that the whole time. Be like, why wasn't this that good? Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Why wasn't that this good? There you go. Um, but one thing that Paprika, I think, has a little bit uh, touch, touch more is just the reactions uh, that th- some of these people have. The reactions feel a little bit more real to people that, like, if this was happening, you saw it be like, fuck, I have to put this together. But what the fuck? Yeah. They're... Well, you know, Cobb's team, professionals, cool-headed. We just go. And... There, there is a part. I didn't really care too much for it that, like, the more unbelievable it gets, the more your subconscious starts to realize not dream and they just want to tear you apart. But it is a creepy idea that, like, my subconscious is ready to tear me the fuck apart. <laughs> like at any point they all just like everyone i've ever imagined in a dream just turns on me and just like no nah, we're fucking this asshole up this is not how it's supposed to be and then just wham <laughs> that's a scary idea in my brain but uh yeah i once again i'm like if i can't even tell what's happening in my dreams definitely none of the actors i've hired for my dreams can tell like shit gets wacky and they're just like okay yeah so a draft just shot your brother um that's sad. We're all sad. No, honest to God, one of the coolest dreams that I had that I still remember, it was a zombie apocalypse thing happening in front of a Home Depot for some reason. I think I was working there at the time. Not important. Uh, David Bowie shot my brother Nan. It was a misfire and a complete accident, but it was kind of the coolest thing to ever say happened in my dream. Uh, well, you know what? Dreams are crazy. I got to say I got shot by Bowie. In someone's dream, calm down, Nan. All right, you want to take this away from? How dare you? Nan's done nothing wrong to you. You want to come at someone? Come at me. <laughs> no, come I on. just don't want. I just don't want Nan to think he got hey. shot by Bowie. No one wants to even no, be he shot. Loves it. He wears. He wears a, like a, pri- a badge of honor. He loves it when I tell that story. You know what, Nan? I need to get you a shirt that says "I was shot by Bowie" and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I was shot by Bowie, and all I got was this shirt. <laughs> You know what I like that Inception has that is actually probably the natural course of action that humans would take with both Inception and Paprika? Dream training. You know, you know these elite 
rich CEOs are just like, yeah, I need to be like taught how to protect my mind and taught like tactical dream oh. training stuff. That yeah, that that is a uh, sure. If that seems like the thing that the the, the problem is that they you're like oh. Just offhandedly, he's had trading. They mentioned so offhandedly, it makes it seem like, yeah, this is a credible threat that people know about. So that's an issue. That makes it sound like it's very prevalent that these people exist and can do this. I don't think obviously, it obviously, but you know, there had to be like, it was really weird at the beginning because it was a bunch of like people going up to these rich people. It's like, hey, I can teach you how to protect your mind. I can teach you yeah. what you need to know to wake up in your dreams, okay. man. Okay. I retract my statement about, like, maybe this is prevailing. That's why. Rich people are fucking weirdo psycho. I could imagine <laughs> someone coming up to a rich person. Like, I think there was, like, a, like around the time of the pandemic, I think before the pandemic, there was, like, a weird secret cabal meeting of, like, rich people. And they're like, all right, so what's the solution? He's like, what? You know, when the whole apocalypse thing's happening and all of the poor start dying off and rebelling, what's the what? What are we? Where? What are we going to do? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> um, I'm just uh, your lawyer. Um, <laughs> I need an answer. Hey, Dave, I know you're Dave. I know you're just a lawyer. I asked for an answer. I hear Dan T. They're like, listen, we got cobbles over here, and he's telling us that he can protect us from dreams. If you got nothing for us, Dave, we're gonna go to Cobbles. <laughs> Cobbles is just it's like insane. Just like he says he's an army vet, but has no actual record, so you actually don't know what he means by what he's been to Vietnam. Yeah, <laughs> he just teaches you like how to wake up in your mind, man. Yeah. Like when you're dreaming, how you can wake up in the dream, open the third eye, and then summon your tactical army. Yeah, and he just takes out, like, a fucking, like, unlit cigarette out of his mouth, blows anyways for some reason, and he's like, I can teach you how to survive your dreams. Trust me, they ain't getting nothing out of you. (laughs) And and you see this? You know how this is unlit in the dream? It's gonna be lit. I'm totally smoking this right now in the dream world. (laughs) See? Hobbles knows what the fuck is up. That wasn't his name. It wasn't Hobbles. It was Cobbles. I can't even get my fucking fake names right. You know what I have? You know what I have, Dave? you don't i can be dreaming and awake <laughs> at the same time listen look at him he's clearly making the <laughs> oh <laughs> he yeah he's that good he's that good he's that good oh my god sorry sorry i was i was deep in the dream training again <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> I don't know why i imagine this character cobbles being played by ben stiller now <laughs> It would be good. It would be good. All right. We need the Inception. Uh... I was thinking Clancy Brown, though. Oh. I don't know why. I just feel like Ben Stiller <laughs> would really just fit too well in this. Clancy yeah, Brown's like... if you want to have, you know, uh, someone good in the role. <laughs> yeah. No, you want to know who my perfect casting would be? I would just rip out the... Uh... Oh, gosh. I don't want to... I'm not going to be lazy about this. I'm going to actually look up this guy's name real quick. Sorry, pause. All right. Pause. Put on All the right. pause music real quick. All right. We're doing pause music instead of the typing, hacking stuff. <laughs> uh, Robert 
Shaw, the man who played Quint in Jaws. He has that weird vibe that he'd be telling you just like, I am awake and dreaming right now. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. You're so you're thinking a much older actor or someone who plays like a grizzled. No, I would rip him out of time. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Explain to him the weird shit we're doing in this film and then go. <laughs> time travel's rules. We don't have time. We don't have time. <laughs> we don't have time, Robert. Let's go. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I thought, cause like, you know, the very beginning when they, they recruit Ariande and, uh, to break, uh, Cobb's, uh, like little, like, uh, puzzle thingy that he had for her to do, uh, I think the last solution was making a big circular maze. I was kind of hoping like some weird unexplainable ar- architecture would come up and maybe it did and I didn't notice it. I was kind of hoping for like, yeah, we're just gonna like, uh, like you know, like the Mobi- uh, not the Mobius strip, but the impossible stairway, what kind of thing, where it's like a, yeah, like we think things are going normal, but then like when we look, it's like, oh, someone got stuck in a loop, or someone got, you know, walked into a room, and eh, shit doesn't have any exits. Like I was hoping we'd have more fun architecture, kind of like, f- you know, fuckery with the world, mm-hmm. um, but every place just looked like a scene. <laughs> yeah. You know, like like a set. Yeah. True. I I will have to admit the fight with Joseph Gordon-Levitt against those security guards, since it's his dream, he was able to make some fucky shit happen. Like the stairway going up and then suddenly there were no stairs at that part and the guy fell off. I think I must have missed that one. I was either making a drink or something. I don't know. So, yeah, okay, cool shit happened and I was not there for it, apparently. (laughs) I was also very drunk, so who knows. Um, But uh, speaking of Nan bringing that up, Cause that was uh, that would have been really cool. That would have really shut me up. But uh, hey, here I am. Uh, uh, yeah. That that uh, hall are. that hallway fight where they're like going around the hall and like I mean oh, when they go around the hall they go around the hall you know um, that was a really good fight sequence. That was cool as shit. Yeah, I, I know, but Fred Astaire did it first. <laughs> okay. No, it's a great sequence. I love how that turned out too. Like. Uh, because from what I understand, like they actually got like a, a contraption that is that hallway, and they were just constantly spinning it, and they would have to just train to pull off the sequence. And they felt so bad for uh, Joseph because they were just thrashing him for weeks and weeks, just like now we got to do it again, we got to do it <laughs> oh, again. You trip. Just could you imagine messing it up and just slamming <laughs> like a good probably like maybe six to eight feet into another wall and then being told get up let's go again yeah that does suck uh yeah i I was gonna say like this had to be had to have been done practically because you know it looks very impressive and it would be great to imagine cgi has gone that far where we didn't have to worry about like people getting their footing right but like it reminded me so much of like that scene they did in nightmare on elm street where they have like the lady being like drug up the wall and shit and yeah they did the same thing there too where they just constructed a big rig to fit a, a copy of the room and they just spun that shit while she was in it so when she's being dragged up the walls and ceilings and shit that's her just like as they're turning the thing just kind of sliding and they're the camera following or being camera being attached uh you know to the what's presumed the floor <laughs> true true True. So yeah, they've been doing that shit since uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Ooh, 
That's the question. Are these dream movies better than Nightmare on Elm Street? No, Freddy's Freddy's kind of a lot more fun. <laughs> He's a wacky, crazy guy. You think Freddy's more? You think mm. Freddy's more fun than Paprika? Oh, I was for some, I was stu- I was stuck in my head about Inception. Um, Paprika gets way more fantastical about it. Freddy's definitely yucking it up. He's definitely having a good time though. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but at least at least you could have a good time with Paprika, and Paprika will also help heal. Oh, okay. So you mean like Paprika herself versus Freddy? Yeah, I guess I'd go with Paprika. Everyone likes her. Everyone's like, "Hey, yeah, I Chen, you should be hot like Paprika." <laughs> yes, and I do want to say this, but it does you since you agreed to this and you said this was like how it is. Paprika is going to have to make you go through your middle school trauma. That's fine. I do that to myself all the time. Sir, I was born Catholic. I worry, I relive through every bit of my trauma and mistakes. God, I don't want to know what your water bill's like. Every day. <laughs> Are you kidding? I, all right. All right. Once again, we're getting real deep here. We're getting real fucked up. All right. Dive deep into Kaz's psyche. Sir. It's my favorite part. When he has like this room where he has locked away all the subconscious parts of a relationship that he had for... Seemingly years, but I don't know. I oh, mean, they had yeah. a lot of, they were th- oh, together yeah. long enough to have kids on stuff. And he has someone locked away because he was like, yeah, I don't want that shit getting to me. Oh, my God, sir. I'm like, I have been attacked by wet hot video. <laughs> <laughs> sir, I have. Well, I don't say I have a room. That's too specific. But I'm like, sir, I have traumatic people and experiences and relationships in my life that are just tucked away somewhere. And suddenly I'm asleep and having either... I don't know, fucked up or sad dreams, or I'm really drunk and be like, guys, it's going to be a rough one tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we all have those dream palaces in our minds that hold the dreams we really don't want to have. Dreams are scary, man. I don't know. Nah, they're, they're fun. They're are good. they? Dreams are hilarious. Are they? Yeah, I, I, I'm a living embodiment of that fucking Tears for Fears songs where really the dreams in which I'm dying are the raddest shit, man. <laughs> like all the ones where it's like this, I wake up in a cold sweat because I had a dream where I got sent to like the fucking other place. <laughs> I'm just like, I wake up, I'm like, that was fucking cool as shit, man. Well, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Some of my like better ideas come from nightmares. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I get that. But I don't like to be scared. I hate jump scares. So when I get it, when I have a nightmare that like wakes me up like that, I'm I tell my mind like "fuck you." You know what you're doing to yourself right now. I'm also a person who occasionally gets sleep paralysis and night terrors. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure I don't know if you have sleep paralysis or any any um, experience with that. Um, but basically, you know, the weird phenomenon of everyone on the internet being like, hey, wait, I also saw the same shadowy figure. I think now the latest one people are talking about is the hat man. I have seen figures with hats, but like, I I don't know. I've seen all kinds of figures, but like, yeah, the fact that you see shadow people like wandering in your room when you have sleep paralysis and you're alone in the dark in your room. Uh, yeah, I've had it. And I'm, I'm kind of mostly used to all this shit. I actually have a method where I break myself out of sleep paralysis now. Because I'm so used to it. <laughs> but my terrors are awful. Because, like, yeah, you're just, like, you're having the worst dream. It could be mundane shit. Or it could be just a... Uh, or, like, a really actual terrifying nightmare. Uh, and then, yeah, you will, like, moan in your sleep and sound like the most unflattering bullshit you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> could you give me a recondition, uh, recreation right now? I would not. 
Oh, <laughs> I'll respect that choice. <laughs> it's very <laughs> terrible. If you know someone with sleep paralysis, it's very sad. Um, oh, I don't get us just, okay. I don't want to get us. Uh, I don't want to get us uh, uh, on like a weirdo tangent again. But if anyone's seen uh, Haunting of Hill House, there's a sleep paralysis episode. Uh, that one it fucked me up. <laughs> you gotta wonder, like, would the DC mini that was created for Paprika actually help potentially with like sleep paralysis in situations like that? I mean, the problem is like, there's no predicting it for the most part. I know there's certain things that I can tend to do that will uh, give me a higher likelihood of having sleep paralysis, but there's still like no guarantee, mm. no knowing. Um, so it's like one of those, like, unless you're like sitting there monitoring or unless like, once again, you're, you happen to be in a relationship with someone who has sleep paralysis and like, oh shit, they're going through it. And like, I chance like, all right, let me put on the thing and have Paprika give him good <laughs> dreams instead. Then I'm like, yeah. oh, that's nice. Not happening. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's I chan going like, all right, all right, let's dive into why this is happening. Okay. Listen, what I'm saying is I want to be the fat guy in a relationship with I chan <laughs> The child. She seemed really nice. Actually, to, to, to go into that their relationship is pretty nice actually i mean she she like gives him a little bit of shit it's like kind of like the whole like hey aren't you eating a bit much he's like I, and he's he's a giant man child basically and he's just like he's like hey i need to be real you know properly fueled if we're gonna take down this guy or if i gotta do some investigation work and all stuff uh, and she's like whatever this and that uh and then um everyone is constantly just being like hey yeah, just forget that guy. Just leave him alone. And they don't really reveal their relationship until, like, the end. Um, but, yeah, she it always just seems like she's, like, a good co-worker and takes responsibility for him because he doesn't seem responsible. So the entire time, it's just one of those, like, hey, just leave him alone. Just fu- fuck it. Get rid of him. You know, or, you know, hey, let's just move on. Like, he's he's over there. And she refuses to abandon him the whole time. Uh, so much so that she goes to reason with him, and then he just eats her. But, like, that is what leads to them combining... Um, because I guess she works on him from the inside. Let's not read too much into that <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> I can fix him. I can uh, and fix then, yeah, they, they're able to. S- <laughs> they're able to. They're able to uh, uh, stop the thing. And then, yeah, when when it when you really look into the relationship, it seems like she's very ordered. She's very kind of uptight. People are constantly telling her she's uptight, but like she like actually likes him a little bit for how bit more jovial and a bit more like. Uh, childlike he is because he's a bit more of a free spirit than she is yeah it's almost like paprika is who she wishes she could be after meeting him yeah paprika was who she would be if she cut loose in the ways that he did and which that i really did i did yeah i i thought it was actually it came together pretty well it was kind of a ruined for me uh that they were together it turns out (laughs) but uh it's fine Uh, (laughs) it was ruined for you yeah we had someone who was watching with us who mentioned, oh, yeah, these two are together. I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, these two are husband and wife. Oh. Like, right at the beginning. And it's like, oh, but that, that that's not spoilers. That comes up at the end. I'm like, how is that not spoilers? That is exactly what <laughs> that's, that's textbook spoilers. But anyways, um, <laughs> I will not be dragging anyone by name. No. But watch your ass. I'm, looking, I'm watching you. <laughs> if you listen to this podcast. You are on eggshells no, right now, you're... my dear. You're a marked man. Or woman. You're I will not specify. <laughs> You're a marked persons. <laughs> You're a marked man. Or woman. Or they them. 
I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that 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 was nice. I do have to wonder though, because as Paprika, she, she be getting on a little bit with that with that with that uh, detective guy who used to have dreams of being like a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And this is where it's like, uh, one, how much do you consider emotional cheating? Because it's one of those, like, well, they never do anything. They never actually meet in real life, except like when they, he goes to visit. But like, she's invaded his dreams multiple times, it seems. There's a point where he waits for her. He looks forward to her joining him again. Well, And I feel like this is some kind of emotional cheating. Well, no, it was a situation where... So, Paprika didn't want to admit who they were. Like, uh, Chiba doesn't want to admit that she's Paprika. Uh, so, they created the personality. That's her alter ego. And Tokita knows what she's doing. She fully endorses it because uh, this is this is the field testing that they want for. With the, with the, with the police officer, he, though, he is infatuated with her. He does fall for her. Um, yeah. And that's why I think that's why the ending happens the way it does with her um, leaving a letter, you know, letting him know that it was just like one she that he got it right. Of course, that that it is Dr. Chiba that he's been talking to and two that she's fully going through with it and changing her name. Uh, it just she didn't bring her personal life into it because she was as Paprika. She was still a doctor. She was still a psychiatrist. Yeah, she was still a psychiatrist trying to help people. So I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say it's emotional cheating from her. I'd say it's more the policeman was putting an image of this psychiatrist that he had that like he liked her for what she was doing, but really doesn't know her. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know that that it makes it any less so. But yeah, that I guess that that that's really kind of an up for debate on how like people feel about such things. Uh, <laughs> uh, we really talk about the most fucked up scene in Paprika because there's no way we can have a podcast include this and not mention it. Uh, I thought we were gonna make it too. I was like watching the time go by. I was like, oh shit, we I might think make there's it. no way we, we make can it. because. We mentioned Paprika. The officer falls in love with Paprika. Her, her husband in real life is like, hey, why don't you be like Paprika a little bit more? You know, kind of telling her to loosen up, basically, which, yeah. once again, it could be seen as kind of like a dig, but it's also kind of cute because it's oh, still a version of her that he likes. Uh, <laughs> but um, And then, uh, yeah, we even have like another character. Uh, who is super hardcore into... Well, not super hardcore into Paprika, but, like, you know, there's, like, this old man, and he's he's the one who's, like, the big head in the parade, literally, the biggest head, uh, and then, you know, like, yeah, like, he's a part of it, and then when Paprika comes and, like, breaks in, she, like, jumps on his belly, and it seems kind of a little sexual, because, like, she's, like, sinking into his belly, and he's, like, making some kinds of faces and mo- no moaning and stuff like that. So yeah, it's 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 more of a like everyone's super into paprika, not so much uh I I I, I herself in real life. Um except one person is super into her as I. Um and that's the uh that's the guy who was helping the main bad guy in this Do- whole thing. Dr. Morio Asani who after finding out that uh uh, what's his name? Himuro stole some DC minis. 
uh, he ends up sleeping with him for one of them so that he can it's all because it's all because the main guy dr uh inui inui i think that's yeah. how you say his name he wants he basically he's saying he wants to protect the dream world and the sanctity of dreams that's bullshit he wants to be able to walk again and he wants yeah. power that's what he wants yeah. yeah pretty much but osani ooh, i ooh. it's a toxic toxic uh oh, osani 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 I think Osanai sounds right. Osanai. Um, okay. Sorry. Uh, I, I, it's fine. We're all we're all working with what we got here. I'm probably wrong too. That's fine. We're gonna go roll with that one because uh, it's fine if I'm wrong. Okay. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a toxic one way relationship. He 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 says he's in love with her. He's not. Uh, he's very controlling, vindictive, wants to possess her kind of thing, and it shows in a very horrible graphic scene where like immediately I'm like wincing because when she wakes up when they finally like capture paprika in the dream she wakes up and she has butterfly wings she is a butterfly pinned to a table uh in front of her like some kind of science project or some kind of dissection and boy howdy is dissection a word because <laughs> uh he starts assaulting her. He put, starts putting his, putting his hands on her. And she, she, for her part, and this is like the first glimpse of like, oh, yeah, her and that other guy are married. because, Or like at least a couple. Because she's constantly saying, you'll never be the man that he is. And, you know, be, be, without really re- revealing that last information, you're like, oh, is she just kind of picking like this guy that everyone's always harping on? Everyone's always kind of giving the business and being like, yeah, guess what? That guy, you'll never be as good as him. But no, they're actually together. But like, yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, you'll never be the man he is. And he just, that fucking sets him off. And, like, he keeps, like, trying to get through her, uh, beneath her skin. Once again, my word choice is excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, she's just not having any of it until finally, as he's uh, touching her in places, he goes down to, like, I don't know, like, let's say, like, um, the midsection area. Uh, and he just fucking pushes his hand down into her pastor pastor clothes like this is dream world logic so when i say through her i mean through her through the clothes through skin and he just kind of raises his hand like going like higher and higher up her body as it's morph just morphing all kinds of like skin and stuff until finally he goes through the head and he peels off the layer that is paprika that's actually the least graphic way that I can put this, but that's what happens. And to reveal that it's I underneath. Yeah, to be, to be honest, you, you you made it a you you made it sound a lot more tame than how it was because it was it was definitely uh, when we were watching this movie in the Discord, it was a lot of men in their twenties. Hey, and most of them in their later twenties, <laughs> and even some in later twenties and yeah, over. Let's just, let's just say twenty plus. And we let's not let's go into any specific numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, when this scene happened, it was a lot of guys like, no, it, no, in no. every way except the literal definition of a sexual assault. Actually, in some ways, it kind of was still the definition. <laughs> 
No, it's it was just, still it's, the it's definition. Like, yeah, it's every way interpretive without showing anything pornographic, I should say. There you go. Uh, it's yeah, deeply uncomfortable, yeah. much yes. like the way the scene in Perfect Blue is deeply uncomfortable. Um, oh, I don't want to talk so, about yeah. that. Well, we've 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 passed that, but yeah, it's very yeah, we've definitely passed that. Very uncomfortable for everyone to watch, but yeah, basically he reveals its eye underneath, takes her out of the, mm-hmm. takes her take takes her off the table and all that stuff, and then uh, our lovely detective man uh, breaks through the theater because that's part of where his trauma is that he relives. Yes, breaks through the theater and goes and helps her, and he's. An upstanding guy throws a jacket over her, fucking whisks her away, and then we relive some of the scenes that we showed previously, where he's like, uh, uh you know, uh, a main hero of a movie, where he's like swinging through forests and trying to protect her. Except in the before it was all paprika, and this time it's I. Um, just you know, just a good visual show of uh, mentally where things have gone, actually. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, you know, him being, you know, strangled on the train, but fighting back. And then finally, you know, like the guy tries to get away by being the culprit that got shot or passing, uh, being the culprit that got away after he shot someone in the back, um, it, which is a memory he relives. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, our detective man pulls through, shoots the guy. Um, fuck him. He's a piece of shit anyways. Which ends up uh, killing him and leaving Inui with the body. But dreams and reality start merging and then everyone... It problems are fixed, and we get to the end of the movie. And it's beautiful. We've already explained this. We talked about this at the beginning of the episode. We didn't explain the specifics of the vor, <laughs> which I thought we were going to make it through. I really thought we were going to save you guys from having Listen, to hear that. I had to be traumatized, and so do you, America. <laughs> uh, basically, once again, like we said, two instances actually, because like the husband eats I. And then yeah. eventually she breaks out of him and then becomes, uh, she's like a, herself, but as a child, I think, is what that was supposed to be. Um, and so, yeah, basically, like, the guy, uh, the being bad guy who wants all power and all stuff, he's like this giant god looming over the city uh, made of, like, shadow or, like, a weird viscous fluid. I can't really tell. But, yeah, she holds her hand up to him, and she just starts sucking him in through her hand. And each time she does that... He, she shrinks and she gets bigger and she starts to get older and be, until she's finally her adult ass self and she's consumed all of him and he is defeated. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dream for man. It's like a whole new genre we can really just, I guess, dive into. <laughs> Dream for. <laughs> I feel like this podcast is really like weird. Freddy has probably eaten someone, right? Honestly, I would not be surprised if you were able to ask uh, Freddy Krueger and he told you he never actually crossed that line. There was that one scene where that one druggie had a bunch of veins going like, nom, 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 nom. You know, because they wanted the needle. Yeah. And his fingers were needles. But like. I don't know if that counts. I I just, I don't think Freddy Krueger himself would like eat someone. Not his whole vibe. Yeah, you know? maybe. <laughs> 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 you could say a lot about Freddy Krueger. Cannibal. So, so I guess like one of the yeah, fair. main final points I just like about both these movies is that they are not movies that rip each other off. Both of these movies were made vastly different. They were made, they were both worked on on different times. It was just they were released very close to each other because sometimes that's how production works. And that 
what makes them even better is that Paprika deals in the insanity sometimes of dreams and then also the healing factor of dreams and then uh, it does it in a style that fits the filmmaker while Inception is that exact same style of trying to fit the filmmaker but since it's Christopher Nolan it's in reality he does his best to make this as believable as possible even though sometimes you and it also centers about the trauma and the trauma but it's it's supposed to be about the heist mainly but like of course wet hot leo has to have the trauma uh nan has showed me a picture where freddie was about to eat i think patricia arquette's character and I think she does escape, but he was eating her. Like his, her whole legs and almost torso is like in his mouth. But I think so, she gets. Yeah, never mind. You're so, a piece of shit, ready. <laughs> uh, and but yeah, that's the main point. That like these are both films with a similar concept, but give both of them a chance because they're both gonna be wildly kind of different. Yeah, yeah, you definitely get a different experience from each of them. So I guess the final question that we have to start off with is first. So Kaz, did you like Paprika? Oh, okay. This is how we're doing it. Um, yeah, I did. I I didn't know what to expect other than I like the other movies or series that I've seen. I saw uh, as a child, baby growing up, I saw Paranoia Agent, which it's not for children, <laughs> but uh, I did see it. I like it. Rewatched it. It's good. And then a uh, Perfect Blue, I always heard was good, so I rewatched it a couple years back. Then we watched it for this uh, podcast, and we agreed. Good movie. Fucked up. Jesus Christ. I don't know <laughs> when is the next time I'm gonna see it, but like you know, it's good. <laughs> uh, this one. This one once again um, knocks out of the park. Good, interesting, visually, visually gorgeous. I think I like Perfect Blue a bit more, but we're not talking about that one here. Um, uh, but so did so did you like Inception? Yeah, um, yeah, I did. Because with the idea that we were coming into this as a parent, compare contrast, and I had seen neither movie before this week, I had saw we saw Paprika first, and I was like, well, mid watching it uh, during the dream sequence, I said. Hey, is Inception going to feel like dog shit compared to this? Because, holy shit, this is setting a really high bar. Uh, and then we watched Inception. And you know what? Not dog shit. Actually, a fun fucking time. Good movie. Well done. Uh, I think I like Paprika a bit more. But that's because uh, the fantastical elements I think was really good and interesting. Um, but Inception? Hey! If anyone's never heard of this movie or seen this movie from 2008, solid. <laughs> nice. You know what it could have had more? More Morgan Freeman. He was in The Dark Knight. Why wasn't he invited here? <laughs> eh? I swear to God, if you would have said four, I was going to let shut this whole thing down. You know what? Also, could have used more Voldemort. <laughs> we needed Scarecrow to just eat that shit up. What's that shit? I won't specify. Make up your own minds, America. I'm not here to do your thinking for you. Squaring, did yeah. you like Paprika? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what? Yeah, I mean, uh, Paprika I was really nervous about because Perfect Blue took me for a fucking roller coaster ride that i wasn't ready for but loved but paprika paprika was actually even though dealing with reality like dreams and crazy was a little bit more tame and a little bit more like tightly woven narrative that dealt with just 
this situation, even though its concept was insane, that didn't leave me as reeling as Perfect Blue would. And I loved its visuals, I loved its music, and I loved I loved the storyteller's style when it came to this film. You know, it was just, I could do it with less bore. <laughs> less. Not none, less. Oh, <laughs> uh, Inception. <laughs> Did you like Inception? Believe it or not, yeah, I still do like this movie. I saw this movie, the date came out in 2008, and I saw that movie three more times. I saw this movie three more times in theater after that because I, I really liked it. I thought the visuals were incredible. I thought the story was great for, you know, a freshman in high school. <laughs> but Oh, wow. That puts a lot in context for me. Oh, uh, shit. But now looking back on this movie, it's for a movie dealing in a dream heist. Like, yes, I'm saying the word dream and heist together like that. It does it really well. Like it got a really great ensemble cast. Christopher Nolan used his iconic filmmaking style to make it a cohesive story that you could still follow as long as you know you were paying attention. And uh, Hans Zimmer does the same thing he does whenever he touches anything and just make a soundtrack that just you never expect it. You got John Williams over here with twiddling flutes and winds and big brass and it's beautiful and it's fantastical. But then you've got Hans Zimmer who comes out of nowhere with the <laughs> And for some reason, it fucking works. Yeah. Alright, so what do you got going on in your life? Alright, so yeah, as always, we are you you could be watching this uh a week before it comes out on podcast services on twitch.tv forward slash, uh, sorry, second respawn. That's the number two ND, the word respawn. Uh, we're variety streamers, but every Friday we do this around, starting at 10. And you'll hear the uncutted dumb bullshit that Jen was like, yeah, hey, look, bad look, guys, get rid of that. <laughs> so you'll be able to cancel us if you watch it live. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but other than that, we, like I said, we're variety streamers. We are actually finishing a lot of games, uh, coincidentally, uh, this month. And we're not starting new games because we're like, hey, spooky season's coming. October's coming, both for the podcast uh-huh. and for our streams. So we're going to be doing some spooky, scary skeleton bullshit. Um look forward to that if you like spooky jump scare games and us like having a, a spooky good time then do that i think i'm not gonna advertise anything else specifically oh we are do we do on sundays do dungeon daydreams with sir square and, and we are going to do special october ones with pumpkin panic those are both switch streamers that you should follow um so yeah we're gonna be doing some cool stuff on sundays for those I'm joined, as always, by the nerd, but he's also a good guy, uh, Sir Square, which you can find at twitch.tv forward slash Sir Square, and that's Sir, S-Q-U-A-R-I-N. He's a Fortnite player and a Fall Guysman, (laughs) and... And I recently just finished Call of the Sea, I started Death's Door, and I'm going to be playing Spirit of the North soon. There you go. Those spookies and lame. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Those are very popular games. I'm sure they're fun and people like them for a reason. Yeah, well, uh, this podcast comes out edited every week uh, by our friend 
Tucker, who you can follow at TuckerWins on Twitter.com or at twitch.tv forward slash Tucker underscore wins. He puts in a lot of work for us. He honestly makes us sound uh, way better than what we are. And just like Kaz said, he keeps us from getting canceled because he edits out all the dumb stuff. Next week. Next week is going to be a little bit strange. Uh, our wonderful co-host here, Kaz, and his wonderful brother will be taking a nice sabbatical. Good for them. But that leaves me in a little bit of a situation. Seeing as we didn't have anything prepared beforehand, next week you can find a special episode uh, being recorded of So Did You Like It, where it is going to be myself with two guest hosts, both who have been on the show before. It'll be Sarah, uh, Apocalypse and Pumpkin Panic, as we dive into Tim Burton's Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. <sighs> I suppose you, you you say you say we didn't have uh, because we didn't have any plan. I think it's because we didn't plan any better because this has been the plan for months. And if we had thought about it, we probably would have had the supplemental Morbius, but we didn't. We, we would have. <laughs> It, but, you're, you guys, we fucked up. We would have morbed all over you if we would have thought it through. Oh, God. The more amount of morbing that would have happened. It would have been morbtacular. I would have been morbed out, frankly. I don't know if I could have ever morbed again after that. But I don't know if you need to. You know what? You know what? I have to just say one more thing. Go fuck yourself. This is a bad bit, guys. <laughs> I'm saying, do get on me. Oh, 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 o